Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for watching The Instant Reaction. For full episodes of the Canon Podcast, sign up as a YouTube member on this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the Canon Pod. <laughs> Look at that face over there. Should I try it instead or do you want to try it? I'm not speaking until Arsenal score a goal. It might take a while, then. It might take a while. It's not happening tonight. For, that's, that's that's for guaranteed short. It wasn't it's happening, happening in about four halves, mate. Yeah, just just not happening. It's just such a weird performance because obviously every time you defeat, you lose a game, it's like everyone's like, wow, it's the end of the world. It's all over. And everything just compiles It is the end of the world, Babs. It's football. Exactly. It is the end of the world. But goodness gracious me, man. Goodness gracious me. Do you know what that this game reminds me of? My United, uh, sorry, Arsenal won my United three years ago. I know that was the way when the hair turned into a monk stuff, but it was oh, a game right where here. they had like United had next to no chances and they go and score three jammy goals and Arsenal missed chance after chance after chance after chance. Like in this game, we missed chance after chance after chance. Because you can't really, the, what's wrong with the performance, right? The finishing. That was the problem. But everything else is fine. We made chances. We limited their chances massively. But I guess football's a game where sometimes it happens like that. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, I'm very annoyed. I'm more annoyed at the West Ham Why fans. Why let 11 men I've never met dictate my life so much? Don't know, mate. No, I thought I was a question. And my emotions. <sighs> Look, you're right. It was the finish. Like I've seen people. I've seen. I'll call them out. Aaron Catterson Reed, one of my mates on Twitter, saying, "Yeah, what do you say?" Oh, it's you know, it was the whole team. It wasn't the whole team. Rice Saliba, Gabriel had a fantastic night. Erdegaard had, had a really good night. Uh, Raya didn't have anything to do. I thought the subs were. It was. It was our finishing. That was the That's problem, it and it's been the problem in a number of games this season, but particularly recently against Villa and tonight. 
look, we can sit here and go, oh, we dominated the half spaces, or we, you know, we we managed to create ball progression in the second you sound phase. Sound like a certain someone. <laughs> yeah, well, at least I actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. We didn't put it in net. Ball did not go in net. That is literally it. Speaking of people who talk about dominating the half spaces and all progressing through the third. Hello, hello. Hello, sir. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, mate. Like It's uh, it's one of those games I that swear, I feel like you... I swear to you, George. I swear to you. If you say, if you say it was anything other than the finishing, if you claim we didn't dominate the left space of the box in the and Martinelli's left foot peg didn't go in the round hole. It was our finishing. I'm so annoyed. No, no, it's it's frustrating. I feel like you play this game ten times out of ten, West Ham win once, and this was one of those. Um it that felt very much like that. Result. Um yeah, and I and I think you look at all the stats in terms of some of the big chances missed, in terms of the amount of touches in the box, um, whatever you aspect of the game that you really want to talk about possession. But ultimately, the ball needs to go in the back of the net, and uh, and I think that we we played with our food far too long. And I think there's obviously the Zinchenko mistake uh, against the run of play that you know I still felt people almost went into this match with an expectation of winning, and the players almost gave that, but it was just really poor. It was poor. Um, but I, I almost ironically don't think that we played poorly as a team. It was just no, individuals and final action, and I think to generate the numbers that we did meant on one hand, I'm happy that chances created are no longer an issue, but it's just so frustrating when I think you face this kind of opponent with the injuries that we saw as well, no center backs as well as Paqueta going off. You just kind of sit there and go, there's no excuse not to have a win. And uh, I guess maybe one side point is David Raya kind of saving the penalty, which was uh, something for me that I do look at as a positive, but generally speaking, you're just very deflated because it was a match where we controlled, we dominated, and it spoke and reeked of a 3-0, 3-1 type of scoreline that unfortunately we're on the receiving end of a 2-0. And we've just got to dust ourselves off. We've got to sit there and look at ourselves in terms of our finishing, but also that left-hand side is an issue, not just one player. Uh, but I just, uh, I think every metric that you look at right now has... Don't care has about them. I only care just... about one, George. <laughs> well... We we won in the one area that counts, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I look, honestly, honestly, I get I get why people. I'm frustrated myself, uh, but I don't think it's much of a problem. As in, I don't think it's like a, we need to do a breakdown dilemma. This is the problem. This is we need to fix it. He needs to get sold. He need, I think right. it's just a matter of we were very unlucky not to score our chances. And that was it, you know. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, Jesus missing some massive chances, but strikers miss chances. It just happens all the time, right? There was a game this year, Harlan had against West Ham, where he missed like five chances as well, right? So I, I don't think it's much of a breakdown in the sense of us doing anything poorly. It was just the fact that this was a freak result. It really was a freak result. And the stats show all of that it's a freak result. But I also understand that at this part of the, this close after a game, you know, fans want to vent their frustration. So I don't know if you need to go find a scape, go find a scape. Go if you need to go do whatever you need, go for a walk. Have a t- take a deep breath, have some water, whatever you want to do. I will. Just, just, just relax. I mean, Alex, yeah, it's my advice to you, by the way. I'm gonna go for a walk around South London at 11 p.m. And if I, okay, if maybe, I get maybe, killed, maybe, 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 if not, I get killed, I will blame you. <laughs> maybe, maybe not there. But look, maybe just, maybe just have a look at the field hill. Yeah, just literally just stare at this and just be happy. Look, uh, let me try and do some analysis. Look, 
two and a half expected goals to 1.6 tells you yeah. everything you need to know. That is 30 and, shots. And the penalty as well. I mean, congratulations to the script writers. Declan yeah. Rice giving away probably the only penalty he'll ever give away in his career, uh, or certainly in his Arsenal career. Um, 92 final third entries to 16. It is, do you know what annoys me? And maybe, maybe this is what annoys me more than anything else. It's not that... It's, it's that we didn't learn anything new. I love games where you feel like you see something from a player you haven't seen before, or you... You know, if, if we watched this tonight and it was like, right, that tells us something, that confirms a suspicion that we had about this player or whatever. We didn't learn anything new. Zinchenko, we know, is suspect defensively and probably won't be playing tonight, you know, because it, because he's been in poor form defensively. That's fine. And and he'll have, there'll be games for Zinchenko. There's games not for Zinchenko. We know we need a box presence who can be a killer in the box. We don't have that. And we, we knew that before tonight. We know, you know, to, to when you score two and a half, when you get two and a half expected goals and don't put the ball in the net, you still don't win the match. Shock. We knew that. So that's what annoys me is that we didn't learn anything new. Yeah, and that's why people, I think fans are frustrated is because they don't quite know what to put the finger towards because it wasn't a clear issue. The performance was of a performance of a 3-0. That's what it was. Sorry. And that's why... commentator saying most touches in the opposition box without scoring since Ops Optus stats started. Yeah, freak result. That's why I keep saying it's a freak result because, you know, we've lost games this season. We have. But not like that. You don't play that level of performance when you dominate that much. You limit their chances that much. I mean, what was West Ham's biggest chance of the game? The one where the ball's out of play? Was that the big chance of the game for theirs? Yeah, probably their chance. So that you, I can't look at his performance and go towards Mikel Arteta like he's not coached a team to win this game 3-0. We did. We just didn't take our chances. It's as simple as that. And so it opens up a bigger question. And then is there a answer in January? Do you fast forward a plan? Do you maybe even pay the release clause if you're going to pay anyways in January? George? Look, I, I feel like at the end of the day, you can analyze as much as you can, but if you're not going to put the ball at the back of the net, then uh, I think you're going to have a tough right time. Right answer. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it, it's frustrating. Um, I, I, I think that as as a whole, the, the one thing I do just kind of disagree with, Alex, in terms of learning, I do think the left-hand side is an issue that we've learned is an issue. We need to do something different. That's been coming, agree. though. That's been coming. It's been coming, but I mean, at the same token, I feel as though that we need to try a solution that's clearly not being said. And um, I'm having a look right now, and I, and I just don't believe that maximizing Mordinelli in this way is going to win us major trophies. I think that if we're going to sit there and we want to perform as well as our aspirations are saying in the Premier League, uh, Mordinelli can't continue this level of performance in the season. We're now approaching the halfway mark. We've got enough sample that I don't think it can be form only. And uh, while I think that he individually needs to look at himself for individual decision-making, fundamentally, that left-hand side hasn't been acting in the way that it did last season. And that goes both individuals, that goes both systemically. And if we're going to do something this season, we can't hope that Saka is going to carry us there for the title. And so mm -hmm. I'd like to see a different solution. I'd like to see us introduce a little bit more chemistry. And I would like to see us have a little bit more willingness to try more creative solutions because yeah. we can't just assume and say we know what Zinchenko is and then just say he's the only a solution that we're going to try in that position. We, yeah. we can't look at Kai Havertz or Trissard as being the only solution in the left-hand side um, eight position. And I don't think they are the only solutions because both aren't working. And I think both haven't worked for enough sample that we can sit there and say um, something needs to change. We can't rely on these three continuously we need to start to find a different solution there also i felt like jesus as a whole this match personally was a little bit quiet 
Obviously, the big chances in Mister are going to be highlighted, but I thought as a whole, I didn't find him popping up in wide spaces as much as I normally do. I thought that he was a little bit static, wanting the ball and to come to him. Season. Yeah, and, and I mean, we've talked about it slightly on the pod, but you know, this idea of us prioritizing the Jesus Havertz rotation vertically as opposed to the Jesus Martinelli rotation of last season, I do feel has had an effect on how this team attacks and how this team um, rotates, really. Um, a lot of our rotations will happen centrally. And if you don't maximize those, those chances centrally, then you're going to struggle. I think one of the beauty of allowing kind of Jesus and Martinelli to really rotate on both sides like that, it kind of meant that we had more players central that we could count on for um, for finishing, really. And, and, and I don't know between Odegaard, Jesus, and Havertz if we're maximizing the amount of attacking potency as we would with Jesus, Saka, Martinelli. Those yeah. are those are my big issues. I think. I think. Yeah. I. I. I, I agree with your. Um, with your prognosis. I, I. I think maybe we could discuss the left hand side on the pod at some point and maybe come up with some more practical solutions when I feel less stressed about it. But I. I yeah. Look. I, I. I agree, George. And I think. I think. You know, the idea that that is the only possible solution is is a little bit stupid. Um, here's the question, though. Anjin. <laughs> um, let's discuss the incident. Uh, the uh, the stupid. I won't swear because it gets demonetized. But the stupid decision. You know which one I'm referring to. Uh, to for the goal. Um, look, I'm going to do my usual VAR rant, but it'd be stupid not to say it. The fact that we are going with the we're still when they implement VAR. It's like discovering God exists and carrying on acting the same way. Recognize there is someone who knows more than you about something and give them the power. Why do we go with the on-field decision? And then even if you go, right, uh, let's go with VAR and they find it inconclusive. Let's say VAR now have the power in my fictional football world and they have the power and they find it inconclusive. Don't give the goal because that changes the game. You don't, it's like, See, see, not to turn into Mark Goldbridge here with my analogies, but it's like being in a like, like it's like co committing someone to like thirty years in prison on unconclusive evidence. No, you you do the thing that doesn't affect reality when you aren't sure. What? Why would you do that? It just annoys me so much, and it was so obviously out as well. Oh, Babs. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where I think the only reason it stands is because his leg is in the way of the ball. That that's why it's a goal. It's because he's covering the covering the ball. Yeah, and so that's why though you can see that. It's I, I know, and that, that, that's why that's why it's frustrating to me. And it's another. It's it was a fluke. That's what it was. I'm sorry, West Ham fans. It was a fluke. It was a fluke of a goal, right? And so was the second one. It was a fluke. you were a fluky team, right? Uh, but I think what it is is uh they've got a chip that they use for offsides in Champions League. They I think it was a Clattenberg talked about it on Amazon. That they can use if they install into the board, they can then use the goal line technology well, there to sh to prove well, it, and then they don't do it. I tell you what they can do: they can tell you how far a shot was from goal and how fast it was traveling, exactly. but they can't they can't tell you whether it went over the line. Yeah, and because why would you make a decision based on something you don't don't make the decision if you're not sure? The, well, the case think, that I... they were making was uh, sorry, but the case they were making was basically that they were VAR is meant to you know intervene if there's a clear and obvious error from the referee. And because they can't find the angle to prove that it's a clear out of the way, out of the, you know, because the leg's in the way, they can't prove that's a clear and Yeah, because error. the power's with the on-field decision, which is stupid. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the point. Like, go on, Look, I, I think fundamentally, like they can't go back on the decision making through the, the Newcastle goal. I'm going to be honest. From that point, you're going to be having 50-50 decisions that have to follow that logic, at least with Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, the major reason why that goal wasn't ruled out is because they can't conclusively um, say whether or not the ball was out, despite debate. I think the same thing is going to happen here. If you can't conclusively see with a clear picture, despite a little bit of logic assuming, despite a little bit of logic saying it's probably out, um, they have to carry that line through the end of the season because they almost maintained that as far back as yeah. then. But just honestly, I don't want to highlight too much of it because I just felt like we were so poor on the day, yeah. uh, generally speaking, that even, even a goal against in terms of uh, an unlucky run of play it shouldn't have led to us um, no. missing the amount of chances that we did. And also, I, I feel like you look at that first half, Martinelli has that chance where I think um, if he is the Martinelli of last month, he scores that far post. And then Saka off the post in the first half. Then you've got Jesus, the two free headers in the box. Um, back really soon, Emil had two half chances as well. Um, am I missing any more no, guys? The, like, the, I, Jesus, the, Jesus, the, Jesus, the Jesus one, I stood up and shouted on my own, that is unforgivable. No, yeah. no one in my room. That is yeah. unforgivable. I, I, I just checked Osimhen's release clause again. I was like, yeah. No, no, just get, get it back. Uh, yeah. Bizwajit, Chowdhury, thank you very much for your contribution. Um, and yeah, we've, we've, we've done some left side chat. And I do want to pick up on something George said as well. Like, let's be clear. The referee stuff is is rubbish, but it was completely in our hands. I don't I don't want anyone yeah. thinking any of us are saying that 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 means we should have won or lost the game is is not true. Um, let's go to some individual uh, performances. George, I did think Martin Erdegaard was terrific tonight, and I thought his mm. last two home games have been terrific. Uh, and he probably got closest in terms of his shot shot some distance. But yeah, thoughts on him tonight? Yeah, he was he was he was very good. Um, I thought he was really technically secure in a team that struggled to have, be technically secure yeah, yeah. today. Um, the the one thing that frustrated me is I thought that he kept checking back in the manner that he came from, and so mm. I, I felt that our attack or tempo was kind of slowed. But he's kind of the last person I would critique in that front line because I felt as a whole he was our best player in the front line for you. No, no well, I mean it, we know that he's not right. Like he's too. Left-footed, that's, that's why he receives in that manner. But it does frustrate me when he receives the ball, he checks back onto the manner that he does and recycles it. I find as though that that slows down our attack because you know it's not on. One of the first things that you get taught um, in very basic football is that when you receive a pass, look beyond the manner that you've received it in. You don't go backwards, don't check back. And I just find that he's been doing that a little bit too much. But honestly, he's been um, probably our best frontline player this match. So... Uh, from I, one thing that I did like, by the way, is I thought he was a lot more willing to release um, the ball in the second half. I thought that he struggled in the first half to release when he could, but in the second half, he was taking a lot more responsibility. And I thought he was one of the better uh, forwards, at least that could hold his head up high in the match. Babs, before we move yes. to some comments, there are some positives from this evening. Let's see if we can let's see if we can drum them up from the bottom of the barrel. David Raya saved a penalty. Yeah. Do yeah, we have just... a goalkeeper that can save penalties? <laughs> Was that the first penalty he's faced this season? I think that's the first sure. penalty I've ever seen an Arsenal keeper save. I'm pretty sure. No, <laughs> no, no one, no one fact check me on that. <laughs> We've seen it before, surely. Um, yeah, look, the, uh, look, the positives was that we actually create chances now. And I'd rather yeah. have that as a problem than not have chances created in the first place. Is that now it's a simple issue of putting the ball into the back of the net before the issue would be in games like this. You wouldn't make the chance. 
and you just keep shooting but not make opening opening up clear opportunities. So that's the thought for me, the positive. And obviously Martin Odegaard's performance was fantastic. It was, you know, at times really wowing the little flicks and tricks. But it's just weird that how to sum this game up because I'm talking about actual negatives and it's just the one thing that keeps coming up when it's finishing. But fans will know that and they'll keep saying, okay, let's sign a strike in January. But reality is, I don't think Arsenal will because mm. they're going to wait till the summer. And fans will not want to hear it right now. So uh, what is the actual in-squad solution? I would actually say that tonight we kind of missed Havertz's box points. You know, someone yeah. that can arrive into the box, find some space, maybe you know, nab a little goal and that might be a bit fluky, but, you know, it counts. It's I think it's very... It's hard to justify doing something in January for all the January reasons and, you know, who might be available in the summer, etc. But secondarily, when you look at the fact we don't have Timber... Who is it? Timber, Partey, Partey. Havertz... Um, Vieira uh, Tomiyasu like if you think about the amount of players that we don't have available but Arsenal don't have an injury crisis just to be absolutely clear we we don't so we're, we're everyone's we're, fit and available probably. everyone's fit and available for us um, and yeah on that Kieran thank you very much for your contribution I miss Timber so much more than you believe yeah yeah oh, and also he Spurs got smashed Spurs got smashed yeah, I don't care about that. We take no, the positives where we can get them, guys. Uh, let's do some. Let's do some questions. Elliot Roberts, why are you laughing? This isn't funny. Um, this is serious business. This is serious um, business. Serious uh, Mohammed Basha says, uh, Mohammed Basha, thirty shots, only eight on target. Can you please take a minute and think what that means. I will say, and maybe we haven't mentioned this so far. West Ham defended really, really well. And I know no one wants to hear that because oh, we focus on ourselves. Gracious me. They didn't come you to think? win that game. They did not come West... to win that game. They just sat they... in their box. No, and just... West Ham defended. I'm being salty. Very... Uh, let me be salty. West Ham I'm defended salty right very, very, very well. I thought they were really compact. Not in individual moments, but as a team, they defended really, really well. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I think they were deep. But I mean, to allow that many touches in the box that you do, I, 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 I wouldn't call that great defending. I mean, they were definitely open. And I think that they were deep. Look, Arsenal were characters of their own demise, and we should really critique our finishing. But yep. I mean, the amount of stuff that, or the amount of chances that we created, the amount of times we entered their box, I, uh, I think we we coached in every way a possible win. Um, and yeah. I don't know if this was necessarily West Ham um, stopping that. Um, I, I think Arsenal stopped themselves personally. Um, again, they defended deep and they wanted to counter. But I mean, I, yeah. I just don't know if you can say that you defend well when you allow that many touches in your own box. I think they had a certain plan and I think it was literally just to completely block the middle and they were happy to have it for us to have the ball pretty much 18 yards from, from goal and more. Um, I, I would say obviously in the balance of things, I'd probably put it at about 70-80% us, but I do, I, do, I do think West Ham deserves some credit. I really do. Uh, this is from Anurag Srivastava. Apologies for butchering your name. Thank you so much for your contribution. Imagine saying this two months ago, but goddamn, Habits is crucial for the team. Babs. Well, that's why Michael Arteta signed him. For, I, I honestly think for games like this, where you need a bit of presence in the box at times, players that arrive into the box. Because um, I think, sorry, I know I just asked you a question. I'm now going to interrupt no you. But, but I think Saka missed him at the back post tonight. Yeah. I think it was a number of times, he, that, number times he, picked his, he picked his head up and he thought, and I could see him going. Yeah, so look, that, that's why Mikel wanted him. is because we've had games like this last year as well where we couldn't break the teams down. And you have it sort of offered something different because Smith Rowe, Trossard did similar profiles. Havertz is different to those guys in terms of he can arrive into the box. So, you know, like, I, the, was, it, was it the yellow card against Liverpool that was a bit. It wasn't really a yellow card, was it? Mm. That 
and then oh, obviously yeah, he's yeah. missed that game. So, but yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, Gray Foss, Douglas Louise. I did I tweet this during the game, George. I wonder how much... For two things. I miss a proper free kick specialist. I, and I'm not saying Douglas Louise is, is, is perfect. It's obviously better on, on corners. But I wonder, looking at the state of our corners this evening, and a lot of times where Trossard just haven't, hasn't got it past the first man, I know we've, we've done well from set pieces, but it, it feels more like about our structure rather than the incredible delivery particularly, and especially from sort of um, uh, corners uh, especially. How much of the thinking around Douglas Louise do you think is related to set pieces? Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if a decent proportion, I'm not saying the whole thing, obviously, but a decent proportion of the selling point is the fact that he is really going to set pieces. I don't think we have anyone, especially on free kicks around the box. I never feel confident that someone's going to have a go and get at least get it on target. I think the one player that we are very confident in just won't get in, Fabio Vieira, right? Like we've got, yeah, yeah. We've got a set piece specialist um, in the locker. It's just he's not going to be playing as much. I, I don't know. It's, I struggle because on the balance of play, we score the most set pieces in the league. And I look at Martinelli, and he does have very decent deliveries, as does Saka, generally speaking. I think Trossard, there might be a story there that we're skipping over because I don't know if Trossard's been great for several weeks now. Um, you know, he's got his odd cameo, but I think um, the, 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 the form that he took from preseason at the beginning of the season has definitely tailed off. Um, and I don't think he was great at all. Not that there were many were this game, but especially today. So I think that really highlighted maybe the set piece thing that you're talking about, because in general, I feel um, we've done pretty well on it. Um, but of course, Douglas Louise carries that weapon, right? So, I mean, if he's going to be starting, you're going to add that to the bow. Um, something that the one thing that I would agree with is probably the free kick, free kick competency. I'd like Declan Rice to take more. I think he's got a really good capacity to do it. But I think Martin Odegaard is really going to be the main man there. Um, yeah. And until he's off that, it, it, you would struggle to just to have somebody take over. I know this isn't fair because he's a freak, but I look at someone like Trent. And I'm just like, oh, I wish we had that on our team. It's yeah. just another thing, isn't it? It's like it's like you know, if you have someone who's a a Jorginho is a penalty specialist, or having someone who can both contribute, you know, in terms of being your starting level every week and also be incredible in terms of free kicks is, is a real, you know, listen, every player has his strengths and weaknesses, but you'd love that in the team. Um, uh, right, let's do some more questions. Neil Gunner says, I've seen Declan Rice on corners. You're right. Don't want to see it. Oh. Uh, where are we? Tony is sounding better and better by the day. But KSE won't spend the money. End of. I, I don't you know. You don't hear the, the price tag of Tony. It's like a hundred million pounds. I know he lost today, but do you guys want to spend a hundred million pounds on Ivan Tony with the one you left on his contract? No. No. <laughs> I just don't. Um, uh, we miss Kai Havertz. Uh, SE says, what do we do, guys? I normally have reasons why we lost, but I'm so flabbergasted. I, I do think this is important to stress. We want to be, I hope, as a podcast and as a group of analysts, we want to be as as in-depth and as technical as we can possibly be. I think sometimes, though, there is a desire that that desire overrides a simpler truth, which is which is that we didn't we didn't put to the ball in the back of the net. I know it's not <laughs> I know it's not fun to be, you know, it's more fun to say, oh, these are all the reasons. But if you don't, if you if you if Jesus does that instead of that, we're not we're having a completely different conversation. So there's no point overcomplicating it when it doesn't need to be complicated. Um, which is not to say you shouldn't, you should remove complications because that's where the beauty is. But that is what, that's the story tonight. Um, 
where we go with this. Uh, okay, let's let's chat ESR. Benny Ogadan says, why do people keep gassing up ESR? Seems some people say the cameo was good. Some people say it was terrible. Classic football fans. Uh, George, what do you think? Average. I mean, he was on for 10 minutes. No. I don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was incredible like or it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, look, he, he got into good positions. He created... Um, well, not created, but at least he was on the end of two good chances. And then as a whole, I just don't feel like he was on long enough to really impact the game for 10 minutes so that you could say he was good or bad, really. Um, I thought that his sub needed to happen earlier. If we were talking about subs in general, I, I thought that I didn't like the tempo of the match from the beginning. And, and I thought that it was odd because even the subs that did come on earlier, like Eddie and Reese Nelson, I don't think had the impact that we were hoping to have. Um, but they kind of almost... Um, they they needed to replace the players that were um, that were being asked to replace. So um, it, it was tough. I, I I don't think that ESR had a had a good or a bad uh, appearance in this match. Mm. But he did have two opportunities to potentially score. There was that one stretch, um, kind of he, he tried to at the back post, and then there was that other that good worked opportunity by him. But I don't think that's enough to say that he has a good cameo. And then certainly wasn't on long enough to be bad. Yeah, I, I actually thought on that chance where Erdegaard puts it in, I think Smith Rowe could have done better. I know it looks like it's, you know, just like a, a stretch, yeah. but I think he had more time than he, and I, I think he could have judged the part of the ball better. Um, Fizzy, is it your money? I hate fans talking about prices as reasons for not signing players. Look, if you sign someone for 100 million pounds in January, it limits your spending in the summer when potentially better players are available. It's not about and it's not about the fact that it comes out of your NatWest account. It's about the fact that you, the FFP rules are there and you can't get around them. So you have to be careful with how you spend things and how you yeah. budget things and also pathways. And, you know, if you spend £100 million, how much are you giving your wages? You know, if there's so many things to consider. I don't think that's fair to reduce it to that. Um, uh, where do we go? Liverpool now have the best defensive record in the Prem. Says yeah, Easy Oli. That's bollocks. That's bollocks. They've... Uh... Their XG against is nowhere near as good as ours, right? So that proves that they concede more chances, but they've got a world class goalkeeper who's saved them time and time and time again. Well, that's not enough news, is it? That's not new. That's all breaking news. George <laughs> Lee Gunner is saying Arteta out. Who he, he was saying that before the game, so it's not like he said it. I can't believe it. Shocked. Um... Yeah. <laughs> that is a deep cut. That is a deep cut. Uh, let's do this. Milo Haynes, do you think we're doing enough to break down the block? Seems every time we pass around the block with predictable pattern passing between our wingers, eight and fullback in the quarters. I will say, in the beginning, at the beginning, like the first 20 minutes, no. And I was prepared to come on, this, on the instant reaction and be like, it's too predictable. But Ali McCoist on commentary was like, there's no tempo, they're just knocking it around. No, actually, what we were, we were doing really well, I thought, at, at certain points to manipulate the block. Um, we started shooting from distance, which was great. We started trying to do cutbacks. We had the moment with Ben White where he was going over the top. We were trying to get it to the back stick. We were really varying it. I thought this was a really good game in terms of how we varied our final third play. Yeah. Just the first 20 minutes was really stiff and and, and temporless. But then actually we really improved. So I, I I don't think we should rewrite history and say it's it was <laughs> it was just the finishing. I know it's boring to say, but it is. Well, there, yeah, and, and I think that we've had a lot of chances. Again, I, I'd like to recap. Saka has had two chances, by the way. You remember that? Cross yeah, two sack in the box, goal. then the post. Jesus has his two headers. Um, Marnelli has the one goal at the beginning of the first half. So they're they're absolutely kind of uh, finishing concerns. But I think if you look at the pass map, mate, 
I'm going to say the word, get your bingo out, um, have a look at the central access of that match. Um, there's a big box there, and we were forced wide. It was part of it. Um, I don't think that we maximized that um, that corridor enough, and I think part of that was the Havertz back post cross. We would have. I, I agree with kind of the statements there. We were looking for that. Um, but one thing that I also wanted to kind of highlight was I thought that set pieces in general was something that we could have absolutely improved a bit more on, um, not just beating the first man, but I think that there was a couple really good routines that we just weren't clinical enough on. Um, and, and, and I think that there was a lot of half chances in this match, but fundamentally we really have to start to pick up um, our form in terms of finishing. Uh, it's actually been encouraging. I think in the last five matches that we're sat here talking about us creating chances again, that's one thing I will say, because in the long run, I find that more sustainable than what was happening previously in the last 10 games, which was finishing really well yeah. with low amount of chances. Yeah. Um, so I'm encouraged in that aspect. But look, I, I think Mikel knows this. The team knows this. They don't need us to tell them that we need to finish our dinner um, and we win games. You know, that that's very basic. But I just think it was a, a poor game. Like I said, we played this game 10 times out of 10. I think West Ham win one. And it was today. It just seemed like nothing was going to fall for us. Uh, honestly, I truly prefer Cedric than Ben White. And if it, no, guys, <laughs> we've gone this too is far. Why, this is why I don't <laughs> react after defeats. People always go, "Why don't you post videos after defeats?" Because because this is what happens. There's always comments like this. There's people everyone they lose, they lose their minds, bro. I saw this last year after we lost to Brighton three 0 I had a guy come up to me. He goes, "Yeah, Arteta needs to go now. Like he needs to go." Yeah. And I was like, "I do think this is a good point from Mohamed Basha." Like. I will say, I think we're missing, and it's not to say that we should need to sign this player because I think there maybe is that player in our ranks. I think at the moment we are missing a little bit of unpredictability in terms of like, like it, like it just take getting a bit of separation and getting your shot off. I don't like, think Mikel wants that. Like that. That's what I'm I saying. I, wants, I, yeah, I think he it's, wants. It's part he, of the plan. And sorry, I, I think I th no, sorry, sorry. And I think I think we saw it with Erdegaard as well this evening. Like you can see, he's in a position to shoot, and he still wants to connect in the box. And like, mate, just. Just have Mikel, a go. Mikel is a control freak. Like that's why we always win on field. He, he he puts control of every action, every Say little, again. every little. He's a Say again, Mavs. <laughs> well, field tilt. Uh, you know. So look, he he wants to control everything, and we want unpredictability. But you know, this is where maybe he's a bit similar to Pep. Pep took Jack Grealish, one of the most unpredictable players in the league, and look at him now. You know, he's a very yeah. basic, simple, simple player. We have unpredictable players. You know, exactly. Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka, these guys are unpredictable if they want to be. So is Gabriel Jesus, by the way. But I don't think that's Mikel's plan. And ultimately, he'll, he'll come after the game and he'll say the performance is fantastic because he'll say, my team made five big chances, West Ham made none, and we got unlucky. And, yep. you know, that's why I'm not too concerned going into the future because the players weren't looking at performance and they, were not, they won't lose confidence because it was a good performance. In mm. their eyes, at least. They tried a lot and they made, made the opportunities. They'll just go be a bit lucky, go again, and we've got a game against Fulham coming up soon. Get, get a win there and get back on board. False, positive. Uh, my mummy bought me a um, Emirates, Emirates Stadium tour for two adults for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Just remembered. Would either of you... Um... Did you like to do that? Yeah, I'm going to bug off here. George, cheeky Emirates Stadium George, tour. George, George, that's all yours. George, <laughs> Alex will pay for the flight. Is it? I'll is pay it, for the flight. Yeah, and we'll get you an Emirates Stadium tour, mate. What do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, we'll just do one more comment. Uh, thank you, young direct. Jesus is a crybaby. Told you all two weeks ago. Dives and falls over every time and under pressure. Let's be honest too. 
Now we see why Martinelli costs six million. Oh, the knives uh, are out tonight, George. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Him. The one thing I, I will say on Jesus, though, is I feel like he needs to take a bit more responsibility in the last five matches himself. Um, be available. Like, there's a way to be available. I do have. I have felt that he's been hiding a bit, personally, and and I think that he just needs to um, kind of get some confidence back himself. Um, on the Martinelli thing again. I think that's maybe a topic for the podcast in terms of how we can maximize it. I, I don't think he's worth six million. I think he's worth quite a bit more. And I think that, you know, he's going to be very important to us, particularly when you look at the run. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of emotional overreacting that's going to happen in terms of questioning this team after a loss like this, because we're not used to losing. But fundamentally, I really think the analysis goes as far as saying, finish your dinner. We're looking at a different game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ronnie, the Spurs fan. This would work if you got rid of the O with the line through it, because it would be ghost to God. But you'd you'd have to e- you'd have to either go get ghost actually maybe even the T is that doesn't work. Ghost Odegaard doesn't work. <laughs> so I, I, I and know also you're, you're having, a Spurs fan. But why get out of here, man! An instant reaction. <laughs> get out of here, bro. Um, but nice try, nice try. Uh, listen, that's pleasure as always. Um, wasn't a pleasure to watch the game. But it was a pleasure to chat with you too. Um, we'll see you all on Sunday for another interaction after Fulham. Check out the podcast. Uh, Babs and I posted something today on the YouTube channel. Uh, George couldn't be there; could have too many sherries. Um, and uh, George has a, George has a special announcement on the next podcast, Ooh, which, he's put, which he's already put out on. Uh, which you can find on our Patreon. Sign up on Patreon.com. Free trial. Uh, Thanks, boys. Pleasure. Peace out, lad. Peace out. Peace, guys. Peace. Peace. Thanks, everyone. Um, Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.